I'm Russ White at the Network Collective, and this is a Network Collective short take. In this short take, I'll be talking about disaggregation and firewalls. We have all done it at least once in our careers as network engineers. Well, if you've been around as long as I have, you have. You get to the very end of your design and your build out for your network. You get all the way done. You're just about ready to go out and get a beverage of your choice. And you realize, hey, we need to secure this network. So you say, just run out to the router store and buy a couple of firewalls and plug one of the firewalls into each of the internet connections and rack them up, turn them on and do all the configuration stuff. And then you get to worry about symmetric traffic for the rest of your life, right? But is a firewall really a magic appliance I can stick in my network and it just makes things secure? Not really. Even with firewalls out there today, a lot of networks are still breached. Data is still exfiltrated and private information is still released into the wild and or sold. I know, we can virtualize the firewall, right? But still, if you do this, you now have a bunch of firewalls. You've exploded the firewalls. Now, they each, time, each time you start a service, you have to spin an entire firewall. You have to think about how to direct traffic through all of these little firewalls you have all over your network. Do I turn on every feature at every firewall? What if I don't turn on all the features every place? What does that do? Every configuration seems to become pretty customized to each particular location in the network. All of these configurations have to be managed and etc. Of course, you can automate all of this. Now you have an automated configuration and firewall spinning mess, right? We could also try something a little different. Let's try applying a little disaggregation to the firewall problem. Begin by asking, what does a firewall actually do? Well, there are just a few things actually. It does network address translation. Oh no, 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 don't stop watching here. I know NAT, NAT, everybody loves to hate NAT, but a lot of firewalls do network address translation. Many firewalls, or almost every firewall does, stateful packet filtering, which is why you get to a lot of problems with asymmetric traffic flows. It does some standard packet filtering as well, perhaps unicast RPF, things like that. Maybe it does deep packet inspection. Now, you know, when I first started working on firewalls, I was working on the PICS in its white box, the 2RU or 4RU box unit that we had there, and it didn't know anything about deep packet inspection. But today, firewalls can do that kind of thing. Maybe it does a dash of exfiltration detection or something like this. Once we break this thing apart into services, another way of solving this problem may come into view. Why not deploy each service where it makes sense rather than trying to deploy an entire firewall or hundreds or thousands of virtual firewalls in the network? Then maybe I could put a more generic stateful packet filter on the edge of my network that can be consistent across every edge connection point and then a separate stateful packet inspection device or service directly in front of each service or each application that can be more molded and more tuned to that particular application. Maybe I can put deep packet inspection at the edge of the network and at certain choke points or not even at the edge of the network, perhaps right behind some inbound servers or something like that. 
I can think through exactly where I want to put each service rather than thinking about installing firewalls everywhere. By dividing up the service, we can simplify the configurations. I'm only configuring a deep packet inspection service. I'm not configuring a device that can do everything in which I'm only turning on deep packet inspection. And by the way, in the networking world, typically speaking, if there's a feature on a box, it'll be turned on. So what you end up doing is you end up deploying a firewall in front of an application server so that you can turn on deep packet inspection and you say, well, I already have the firewall running. I might as well go ahead and turn on stateful packet inspection and some normal filtering and some other things along with it. By deploying particular services in locations, maybe you can simplify your configurations a bit. You can simplify your traffic flow a bit by applying the services or deploying the services where they need to be in the network rather than wiring the network around the appliance. You can provide layers of security perhaps. You know, this whole concept of defense in depth, but you can do it by adding services at different layers rather than adding firewalls at different layers. But by dividing up the service, of course, you also spread configuration into more of the network. So you need to think more about where you put services and you need to think more about the way the security really works as a system within the network. You might also struggle to find the component parts to build a disaggregated firewall. There are things like IP tables and uh, FastNetMon and other things like that will allow you to build many of the same services that are, are built into a appliance-based software or even a virtualized appliance-based software, but it's still a more difficult task. There are trade-offs, in other words. As I always say, if you haven't found the trade-offs, you haven't looked hard enough. So there are trade-offs, but in many situations, busting the firewall up into component services can make sense. And it's a great example of thinking through making the case for disaggregation and the advantages and disadvantages of disaggregation in the network. So that's it for this time. Remember, you can always find me at the Network Collective or at rule11.tech. Thanks.